I'm Adela, and this is the House Medium Podcast. In this podcast, you are going to send me your emails and you're going to ask your questions, whether it's paranormal or have to do with real estate and you want me to look at the house that you're looking to buy or rent. But not only are you going to send me your emails, but I'm going to have you on my podcast and I'm going to see and tell you what I see while I'm seeing it responding to your email right to you and you are going to tell me if this makes sense if it resonates so all the listeners can hear and be a part of this experience now if you don't want to be on here i understand for those of you who don't i will still read your email however i look forward to being your house medium. Hi, everybody. So I just have a quick little correction. That's what that sound is of something. A couple of things I referred to real quick in this podcast you're about to hear. I referred to a very famous medium who I actually know, and I don't know why it was coming out of me as Edward Casey, but it's actually Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey is a sleeping prophet. Some of the things I referred to, I remember learning back in the day. You can look them up. Some people may not, um, you know, agree with those things that I mentioned, but this is what I learned. But everything else I've said about him in this podcast is accurate. I kept referring to him as Edward Casey. And interesting enough, he is a professor and he's a, a philosophical professor. Um, he kind of studies the idea of how art affects us. Um, so many interesting things that I'm like, hmm, um, maybe you should look him up too. Um, he studies, you know, about structures and experiences. Um, he's around today. He is a professor in philosophy in many different forms. So I'm not, I'm not a knower, you know, I'm not somebody who knows his work, but maybe edgar casey was okay with me talking about edward casey perhaps so there you go there is my correction thank you hi everybody welcome back or welcome to the house medium i'm adela your house medium Okay, so buckle up. If you're listening to this and you're um, sitting at home in the dark or driving somewhere on a dark road, this is going to be interesting for you. (laughs) That's all I can tell you. You might either want to prepare or, or I don't know, maybe save for a time that might not be so creeping you out because I am preparing you that this one is a little, um, a little different, has a lot more intensity than normal. I am kind of trigger warning everyone about that. Now, most of the time I always let everybody know, and I say this a lot on this podcast that, you know, what, you are experiencing or any paranormal experience that you have usually is pretty benign and pretty much like a family, a friend. And maybe if it is somebody who's connected to the space, 
you know, kind of misunderstood, you know, that sort of thing. And every once in a while, it's a a lot more than that. So I will let you know that this is a little bit more, um, you know, has a little more implication of a horror movie, (laughs) this first email. And that's why we're not going into the Medium Brew Cafe today. We're skipping right to our house guests. And our house guests today are Katie and Fawn. And I'm going to read Katie's emails for email first. I said emails because she has several stories in this email, which is why we're going to get right to it. But just real quick before we do, and maybe you're preparing yourself and you're running and you're flicking those lights on, right? I see you. You're uh, running around the house going, um, wait a minute, hold on. Maybe you're driving down that dark road and go, maybe this could be good to listen to now. Um, yes. So this is a, this to me is a nod to Art Bell. This whole podcast to me is a nod to Art Bell. If you know, you know. Um, and uh, it was an old radio show back in the day, ran for a long time. It would air between 10 and 2 and he would have interesting guests on and everything like this. So um, this is a nod to him. Um, and this, the, and, and how this actually goes is very similar because you just don't know where this road takes you. Okay. I just wanted to make a quick announcement before we get into it. Now that I have your attention, I am, uh, doing some classes and usually I'm not sure what the classes are, are going to be coming up, but I have a very clear idea. Thanks to my students that I'm already teaching who are taking my 101, um, how to work with guides class. They were very helpful. Thank you, both of you. Um, So one of the classes that I'm going to be doing is energy healing, working with chakras. So I work with chakras in a very different way. It's kind of very organic, very um, intuitive, but I do work with them and I can see these things. I can see when somebody's like been affected by their energy and how it's affecting different parts of their body and just understanding all of that. So that's that. And the other one is working with, yes, you probably guessed it. You probably guessed it. Or did you? Multidimensional beings. Mm -hmm. Yes. All what you're thinking of of multidimensional beings is probably that. I'm going to cover different um, each week. Both of these are four-week courses. They meet once a week. Um, usually on a Saturday or Sunday, it's not four weeks, like all week, every day, four weeks, meeting once a week. And, um, and with the multidimensional, I'll probably do one week, Faye, one week, alien, one week, angel. Yep. We're going there. Uh, and one week deities. And I think that's how I'm going to do it. And thank you, Arkea, for your awesome suggestion and on a heat, both of you, I'm calling you out. I know you both are very introverted people, but One of you's been on this podcast already, so uh, (laughs) I think you'll be okay. All right. You ready? It's just, that's it. That's all I have to say. Just remember to please like, subscribe. Please leave a review. I am please asking for people to just write a review or leave a star. And remember to follow me on the Instagram uh, at, at the house medium. And also you can follow De La Vine and you can check all the things that I'm up to on Instagram or on my website, DeLaVine.com and um, make sure that uh, you subscribe and like and share and send in your emails. So you too 
can be a house guest on here and we can be discussing what kind of thing happened to you and you can share your story and send those emails out to the house medium at gmail. All right, let's get to it. You ready? Everybody ready? You got your, <laughs> you got, um, you got your lights on, off, whatnot. Um, let's get to it. Down a little bit. Okay. I turned it off. I didn't want to turn it off. I want this, I want you to be able to hear this. Um, and we may switch up the music. So if you hear me switching up, and sometimes I'm like, should I even talk about the music? But I'm okay with it. So here we go. I think we might start off with this and then switch it on up. The house spirits. My sister has always had a clearer sight than I do. She would see spirit people everywhere. Whenever she got fevers as a child, she'd hear loud, confusing chatter. And she's been plagued by migraines and nightmares her whole life. No history of hallucination related mental illness in the family. As a very logical and grounded kid, I would dismiss what I saw as after images or a trick of the light. That is until, wait, that is until that day I was sitting in the family room with my sister. I was about 10, so she would have been about seven. The family room is overlooked by the upstairs hallway that leads to all the bedrooms. We were sitting downstairs when she glanced up at the railing looked away, looked back up for just a moment longer, and looked away again. I stared at her for a moment before asking, you can see that one too? I was enthralled. The place she looked up at was the exact spot where I could see something shadowy from my room. It was the thing I had thought was just a trick of the light. She wrote that like that. Don't talk about it, she answered. I don't want to talk about it. On the other hand, desperately wanted to talk about it. But she was pretty freaked out, so I held off for almost 15 years. Eventually, I learned she sometimes sees it reflected in the glass of the picture above the mantle. We both see it as a humanoid and shadowy. She describes it as more quote, misty, while well, I would call it more, and she put, she put in, quote, scribbly, but that's probably just how it appears in our different minds. I also learned that is only one of two figures she regularly sees in the house. The other is a similar looking figure who hangs out near the bottom of the stairs. The one upstairs feels very human to me, but our household has been the only long-term resident of this house. So I don't think either of these are human bound to the house. Always being in the same places seems odd to me. It feels a bit like they're stationed. It's probably worth mentioning that one near the bottom of the stairs is quite close to the front door. What or who do these feel like to you? Are there any significant energies or entities you see around the house? Besides the thing in the sun, in the sunroom, of course, we'll get there. Whew. Okay, we are not done. So I'm going to keep going. 
and I'm going to keep this vibe. The sunroom. A while back, it was our playroom. Recently, I've begun using it as my home office. It took me about two weeks to notice that the vibe in here was off. It felt heavier than anywhere else in the house. Okay, sorry. Taking a little sip. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and not just because of the windows. Wait, let me pause. Hold on. Hold on. I apologize. I was going to see if turn this up a little bit because I can barely hear it. Here we go. It took me about two weeks to notice that the vibe in here was off. It felt heavier than anywhere else in the house and not just because the windows made it warmer. As soon as I remember how afraid I used to be of this room at night as a kid, naturally, I mentioned it to my sister. Apparently, this is the only room she has ever slept walked to. One night when she was a kid, she woke up sitting in the corner of the, of the center of the room, obviously freaked out. She immediately ran back up to her bedroom. She also shared that while she did it, doesn't see anything in here and doesn't feel watched when she passes it, like she does from the dining room and the living room, this room always made her the most uncomfortable. Being in here feels like being just a little too close to the heartbeat of the earth. Sometimes in games or shows, there will be a room at the core of a building with a giant beating heart. It doesn't feel like I'm in the room with the heart, only that I'm just a bit closer than I quote should be. There's this almost pressurized, lower vibrational, energetic thrum to the space. I've never really been a crystals person, but about two months ago, an impulse purchased a hunk of celestine online. It just arrived a few days ago, and I'll be damned the whole room has felt tamer since I sat this silly little mineral on my desk. What is the deal with this space? Can you see me learning anything useful from this energy? Or is it just going to be an uphill battle trying to migrate the very real pressure I feel on my sinuses when I'm in here? Bonus. Years ago, my sister saw the hat man in our basement. She was fully awake. She was paralyzed and later said that it felt like he was taking her to breathe, taking her breath from her which sounds to me like she was experiencing sleep paralysis while awake. It took another one of us turning on a light and calling her name to pull her back. She's never seen him since, but also hasn't been able to find information on him as being anything other than a dreamwalker. I love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you ever heard of this happening to anyone else, I have a, I have a pretty distinct sense that whatever that was, it was just passing through, so it probably doesn't count as a house spirit. Wrapping up. She, she sectioned this for me beautifully. Thank you. I have so many stories. I'm starting to think my childhood imaginary friend was a fae-like creature. They've started showing up again. There was that time I almost certain extraterrestrials popped in to get my attention. The person I spoke to on a Ouija 
on a Ouija who introduced himself as Ho, that's quote Ho, getting a birthday balloon from the local Woodland Spirits, etc. But I tried to keep this email focused on the highest priority and most believable stories. I would be happy to get on a call with you to chat about what you see, and I might even be able to convince my sister to hop on if you're interested in hearing from her too. Grace and peace, Katie. right right there's a lot there now that's just the email what I'm actually preparing you for is what I saw so get ready and I did ask Katie to have her sister on but her sister really didn't feel comfortable coming on the podcast but she didn't mind us sharing her story so Katie is representing and speaking for the two of them and maybe she will give us an update on this soon. However, get ready to see what I had to say to Katie. Okay, everybody. So you heard me read this amazing email from Katie. And we're going to say from her sister, because this is definitely both their story, but I am having repping this story. Katie. Hi, Katie. Hello. (laughs) Wow. Hello. (laughs) You sound very cool, very cool and calm, (laughs) like a radio voice. Um, Thanks for coming on. And thanks for sending me this story. Are you a little are you a little nervous about what I'm going to say? A little bit. I like if, mm-hmm. I doubt that it will surprise me very much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to have a few more answers. Okay. And we should say that you know your sister. This is a she's a big part of this story. Yes. Um, and. She wasn't sure about coming on because, you know, it's totally understandable. And I, if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of use this as an opportunity to let everybody know that if you have a story for someone and they don't want to come on, it's okay to go ahead and send it in. If Just make sure they're okay, obviously, with you sharing. And we know that your sister is okay with this. Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I let her know, and she didn't want to come on, but she does want to hear what you have to say, and she's cool with me talking about it. So. Okay, and that's what's really important. I just want everybody to know that this is really common, that something can happen. Maybe you know about it. Maybe you were there, but the other person who witnessed it, whatever, it's totally fine because not everybody you know, wants to like get on a podcast and talk about some crazy things that happened to them. So it's, it's all good. And I'm glad you're here to represent you both and this story. So let's get into it. You ready? I am. All right. So I am, I feel like I want to kind of, I might have some questions for you. So the best part is that I love, first of all, you wrote this beautifully can I just say that you You wrote this email right yes okay you wrote it beautifully because you had um 
you she, when when she wrote it she put it in sections <laughs> which was so nice you were like and then this section and this story and this story so it made it so easy to follow a lot you know along with the story but you just kind of described it really well and um hold on i didn't know does that sound too loud can you hear it at all wait hold on let's get the volume right on this one I don't want it to be distracting. That's too, too loud. It's not a perfect science. Can you hear it still? I can hear a little bit, yeah. Okay, maybe. That's, a good, that's a good volume. That's a good volume, okay. All right, so the first part is you're like, the house sits on a five-acre lot in the suburb of D.C. It was built in the 90s, so I love that it's like a new house. Now, this is a perfect opportunity for me to let everybody know and you know, it doesn't matter about the house always. So this is a good lesson on land and what happened in the area is more important. So everybody needs to know that. Like I have people all the time will have some crazy stuff happen and they're like, oh, like I, I uh, read this through this again and you're the only family that's lived in this house, right? Not, not the only people mm-hmm. who have lived in the house but the the other family had only been here for like five years okay okay that's good to know so you're the second family i think so yes okay so that's good to know just for reference point so i love how there's titles that they did <laughs> that they titled the house of spirits okay i mean you realize i'm gonna snag some of these titles for the title of the podcast um huh you gotta okay thank you so your sister's it starts off with your sister's the one that had the clearer sight and she um would get fevers so you're saying that when she would get fevers and migraines it would kind of make her see more is that what you're saying more yeah she she like sees things off and on all the time but the fevers and the migraines would intensify it okay and are is she okay with us saying her first name or do we have a letter we want to just refer her to as let's say b we'll say b you said b as in bug okay all right so i just want b to know because i know she's listening that you know when you have migraines and you have fevers and you have those things it is very like kind of when you're basically kind of druggy from from those things it's kind of like taking a drug in a way because you're out of it that it does kind of help see those things or those things can break through in those moments so i just want b to know that Okay, and I want everyone listening to know that. So if you've ever had an experience where you have a fever, you're not feeling well, and you feel like you're seeing things, I know people can feel like, oh, maybe my mind's kind of playing tricks. And I know Katie's pretty, you're pretty much on the logical side. Am I kind of thinking correct? I'm, I'm smiling as you say that, yeah. So that's why I love that you're on here. Because I know you're into this, but you're very grounded about it. Yes. Right? Okay. Perfect. Okay. Oh, and then as we... I just 
I'm reading. I didn't even see this part. I swear to God. But then the next sentence I'm looking at as a very logical and grounded kid. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Bingo. I would dismiss what I saw after images and things like this. So your sister was 10. And so she would have been about seven. You were 10 and she was seven. And so let's start with... Um, the family room is overlooked by the upstairs hallway. So there's the family room and there's an upstairs hallway. So there's stairs going up. Yeah. The is that what you're saying? Come up from like the entryway. Mm -hmm. um, but the hallway kind of the hallway that's upstairs kind of overlooks the family room on the lower floor. Okay. Okay. So I want to start there. Because um, you were sitting at the stairs when she glanced up at the railing and looked away and looked back up for just a moment. I stared at her for a moment before asking you can see that too. So you both were seeing something up this hallway, correct? Yeah, so um, we were on like the couch in the family room and I, I didn't see it at that moment. But it was in the exact same spot as I can usually see something from my bedroom. So... Uh, the the spot where it appeared that we could see from the family room i can also see that spot from my room and as i like would pace around my room i would um kind of like see a very like humanoid shadowy shape um just kind of near the railing there uh but i always kind of dismissed it as as just like a trick of the light or something like that and so when she saw that it was when she was like looking right up at that spot and she looked kind of freaked out. I was like, oh my God, she's seeing the same thing that I can see from upstairs. Um, mm -hmm. And of yeah. course she she went, don't talk about it. Like, I, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I right. know I she, read that. That just she, made, yeah. <clears throat> that means she was, she's kind of traumatized. A little bit, yeah. And like, Especially back then, she was, like, so freaked out by it. Sorry, I, go ahead. No, it's fine. Um, I, like, I was never super scared of it. I was just, like, I mean, I was just excited that what I was seeing was, like, maybe real. Like, what, I'm actually mm. seeing something? That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, but she was really freaked out, and I didn't want to push her too much. So I, I waited a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, it's understandable. I know how she feels. I, I get it. All right, when I look at that area, <clears throat> I definitely see a man. Mm -hmm. And it's not friendly, so I'm just mm -hmm. gonna cut to the chase. I kind of told Katie before we started that I don't think this is gonna be roses and butterflies. <laughs> and it's And I don't even feel like it's someone I have a lot of empathy for. Mm. too much um not it not like zero but when i see this person it kind of feels predatorial you know mm. like someone who um didn't do good things let's put it that way um and i feel like it enjoys um that she saw him Mm. especially that your sister saw him because I, the reason why I say that is because um, 
there's there are spirits that do what I call trickster, you know, energy or like to mess with people. But this is a little different. This is I feel like when I see him, it's like um, I just I feel bad because I don't want to freak freak her out. But I guess I have to tell you the truth. I do feel like it's somebody who did a harm to people. That's interesting. Okay. And when I see him, um, it's like, kind of imagine if somebody's like, um, I feel like I'm, uh, I have superpowers now because I'm dead, right? And Mm -hmm. I can be and do whatever I want and And then she sees him and then he's like, oh, it's like you lock eyes with someone like, oh, you see me? Interesting. Like that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's why I feel like it's not like even when I read this, the way you wrote it, I can tell by the way she says, I don't want to talk about it. Isn't like, oh, like weird stuff happened. You know, the door opened and... I just don't want to talk about it. It's so creepy. It's it's serious. It's it's you like know, she kind of knows. I just remembered another thing. Okay. Um, sometimes this is just like another one of her stories. Mm-hmm. The door to her bedroom, which has no lock on it, would sometimes get stuck as if someone was holding it. Yeah. See. Ugh. That yeah. kind of sinks my stomach. Yeah. My next question is: Are you guys still in that house? We are. Okay. So I'm gonna have directions things to be done okay because i'm looking at it i'm looking at them and i'm i'm working with it too but i absolutely want to tell you what to do um at the end of this so okay so i do feel like when somebody does the locking of the door and this is for everybody listening as well it is definitely um, not like a spirit who just opens the door to kind of grab your attention, you know. Even your grandmother could do something like that. Not really. Um, per- sometimes a grandmother would be like, "Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you." Um, but the locking of the door is predi- is like, <laughs> it's like what you see in the movies. It's done on purpose to, yeah, it's trap like a power trip. Yes, I was about to say that. I didn't want to say. I feel so bad because I and if this is any solace to her I know how she feels I have had these experiences I literally had one the other night and it's much more of a a serious tone than like ooh crazy things happening it's like this is when shit gets real kind of thing Yeah, and that's what I always tell people that sorry what'd you say? I was gonna say there have been a few moments when like I've been trying to like open up and I mm-hmm. seems to connect to something that was just trying to scare me mm-hmm. like like almost seemed to like blow on the back of my neck really hard kind of thing yeah 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 so that's now I feel I, I no longer feel like I was overreacting when I got irritated with that. <laughs> no, irritated is a nice word. I get raging pissed, but I've also um, even the experience I had the other night was I haven't had that experience like that in a long time, and it wasn't in the house. I went, I was in a dream, and I went somewhere. It's it's just let's it's just very dark. 
it's a dark vibe and it's not dark like cool it's like dark like you don't want to be in an alley with this person you don't yeah. want to be in a room with this person that's that's the feeling so I feel like is he connected to the house is he connected to all of you absolutely not connected to any of you he is somewhat connected to the house but not anything to do with the house um per se but even even as I'm talking about I I, I don't want to like creep everybody out so much but I he did violent things cuz I can see it are there bodies it, in the backyard um I, you probably can't answer that directly there are a lot of there are, not a lot there are several spots in the wooded area where I felt almost kind of like pulled to at one point. I will say that it does remind me like of someone who prays and and stalks someone like a serial K would be. Um, similar vibe because I saw what he did. Like, I don't like it. I don't really like tuning into him. Yeah. So I'm really not interested in tuning into him too much. That makes so sense. So I'm calling on um, all the protectors I call on, the Mike, the St. Michaels, the all the protectors to kind of like, kind of like imagine like I'm having them circle him to remove him. I can see what happened without having to directly communicate. Like I had this whole time, I'm not talking to him. I'm remote viewing what happened there. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So we're removing him from this energy and especially I don't want anything, you know, reconnecting to your sister or anybody in the house. So we're pushing that out. But I definitely feel there it had to do with women especially. So I do feel like a lift as I'm like pushing it out. I would not be surprised if something was buried where you think something's buried um, at all. Okay. That makes sense. <clears throat> so then you said you went to eventually, um, I learned she sometimes sees it reflected in glass of the picture above the mantle. We both see it as a humanoid. So what I want to know, um, Shadow, she described it as more misty, scribbly. Oh, yeah. Oh, poor baby. I'm so sorry, B. Um, when you guys saw that, when you say it's a reflection in, you know, when you see that reflection, are you saying she sees it in the, you guys saw it in, in the picture? Cause so in addition to being able to see it like directly, mm -hmm. she could see it reflected in the picture. So what like to her, she saw it as like pretty solid and real. Um, it wasn't just like a peripheral thing. It was like, it was something that was there. Mm -hmm. um, not just like in a moment, but like over a long period of time. Okay. Just like staying there. Yeah. And when you what do you mean by scribbly? <clears throat> so it's it's almost like the energy was um when scrambled. Scrambled, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Like, yeah. like the like a scribbly drawing that a child would do. Mm-hmm. That's what um, I saw. Yeah, yeah. exactly what I pictured. <clears throat> and that's because those type of energies, um, when you see, there's a difference between like a shadow person and something um, kind of purposely like chaotic is the best way I could describe. And trying to create that, like you're yeah. not going to... Sorry, go ahead. That makes a lot of sense is what I was going to... That had not occurred to me is that they might be appearing that way on purpose. Absolutely. They yeah. are appearing that way. It's it's kind of like putting a mask on. And it's very uh, common and not unusual to see that in a painting or a picture. When I was a kid, I used to see someone looking at me through a painting. So... That's why I know how she feels and how you both feel. Um, it's a way to exist. Use the imagery as kind of imagine like a, a flat avatar. Oh, he um, no in the in the painting in the picture uh, in in the picture like the glass reflection mm -hmm. it was like like how you would see a person reflected in the glass like still in that same spot. Right, I know, but the glass is one thing is to use the glass is almost like using like a mirror, almost like scrying yeah. in a way, or like a crystal ball. Like you're they're using that as a way to be seen. But the other thing that can happen, and you're saying this isn't the case, that the, if there's a picture even in, was there a picture behind the glass? There is a picture behind the glass, but I don't think it changed at all. I would have you know, to. Yeah, it doesn't need to change. I'm saying like statues, pictures can be used to hold the energy. Do you understand? Yeah. So see, okay, so let me explain for everyone listening. Because I don't want everybody to now freak it out like <laughs> running around their house looking at their pictures, their paintings. But um, if there's a negative spirit that wants to hide in plain sight, negative ones not not your grandma not your friends not even people who just happen to die in the house they don't do this but they know what they're doing is my point and they want to hide in plain sight they'll use all the things like a reflection like the the glass they'll use the image of of a person in a picture to kind of like you've seen this in movies it does happen to kind of slip in there and kind of hold their it's kind of imagine they're just pure energy and this is creating an outline of them. Yeah, and that that picture is just a little bit too high up for me to physically cleanse. Yeah, you can't so yeah, you can't you don't have to physically screw physically cleansing the picture. It's not about that. It's getting this fucker out. Yeah. Because <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. They'll use it's like just they'll just jump in around. I'll use a TV and mess with mess with electronics in the TV and maybe blow out the TV. I'll use, you know, a picture. That's why when I tell people to cleanse, I always say, um, you know, try to go in all the corners underneath the bed. You know, it's like you don't want those energies hiding. Most spirits are just spirits that are you know, chilling out, but this one is purposely being predatorial. Okay. But 
Um, totally makes sense. And I feel this is definitely, I feel like all these things were, were, were so far, it's just been this one man. And when I, when I saw the man, I don't think he was a man from long ago. So it's not like the land from the 1800s or something like this. This is definitely connected. I feel like to the house or the land before the house of the people before you, meaning it's a, it's someone, it's somewhat to do with whatever happened even before I feel my, I'm going to say this, my feeling and what I see is that this all went down before anything was built there. Yeah, there, um, we actually have like way back out in the woods, um, there is like just a little bit of an outline, like just like the foundation of like an old farm shed. Um, so this does, this property does overlap with like the, the farm property that was here in like, I think like the fifties. Mm-hmm. So yeah absolutely and even when i read farm i was like when i was reading this email and i was scanning over it i was like oh farm i'm like yeah all the things that i was kind of picking up on real quick it's just the dots connected to me so it gave someone room to do things that nobody would hear okay so you said you also learned that the only that this is only one of two figures she regular sees in the house. The other is a similar looking figure who hangs out near the bottom of the stairs. So the bottom of the stairs, um, okay, the bottom of the stairs, the one she sees is out in front of the door of the house. Yes. Okay. Okay, hold on. I want to see who's at the bottom of the stairs and see if it's the same guy. So hold on. Um, yeah, yes and no. I do feel like um, it's a different guy, but they knew each other and kind of did not so great things together at times. It's still not friendly. I still don't like it. I was hoping, I was like, please let this be something better, but I don't. And it kind of reminds me if you have like a grunt man, that's what he looks like, like a a real dumb, big, dumb grunt man that just kind of, and honestly, he looks more to me like, um, Okay, let's put it this way. Like both of them could be like gangstery, but the one you could be gangstery and not just be gangstery. Like I feel like the one guy would do these things for cuz he's sick and or get his kicks, and the other guy it was pure business. Mm. If that makes sense. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so um so we're like calling on all the things, all the you know, St. Michael, I'm asking to come and like push that, push those energies and shut it out. And that's more of like a push out, not just a, like, let me walk you out, but like you are knocked down. And what you want to do is kind of have 
like if you have a sword or even a dagger to kind of take around the house and or anything represent even a wand even as even a crystal to represent like you're cutting this energy you're cutting the cords basically of any energy attached to this but i would definitely cleanse the whole house i don't it's not just these areas it's just i feel like those particular areas <clears throat> were fun for them to kind of look up it's like to be intimidating to look down in front of the in front of the door to look through you know sorry <clears throat> to be in at the front door of the house it's just to be intimidating but i would i we're going to do the whole house now let's get to the sunroom right so the sunroom you said a while back it was your playroom um you said it took you about two weeks once you turned it into something else is that what you mean that the vibe was yeah, off i i moved uh yeah it's um i recent like we just made it my like home office and it took about two weeks for me to really like notice that the vibe was off mm -hmm. and that's when i remembered that i always like refused to go into that room at night when i was a kid and I, so of course I asked my sister about it and she was like, yeah, I was always super scared of that room. It's also the only room I've ever sleepwalked to in the house besides like our parents' room. Uh, so yeah, and the, just the, it has a very like heavy energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. So From she slept walked to that room? Mm-hmm. All right, let me see what's going on with that room. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> um, <You know. laughs> I, I feel like that room, I just, I don't want to say it out loud. I don't want to get too much putting everything on the spot. I'm a little protective of people and, and all that, but I do feel this was a room where things went down that I described. Really? And I even feel like underneath the house, Yeah, I feel like this, it's not that it, it's the room, it's the area. Let me rephrase that. That area. Might have happened on that area. I honestly feel that the sleepwalking is more like the victims of this person might have been getting her to see. Yeah. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because so, she, she woke up staring into the center of the room. Yeah. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Listen, B, I know you're listening. I know how you feel. I I get it. And she definitely was channeling and not willingly. So that's not cool. And it's definitely something that was trying to show her, look what happened to us here. And she just didn't know couldn't make it out so it's like unpermissional definitely that part of her her sleepwalking and going to that room was not the guy it, I feel it was a female victim yeah that makes sense and so she also shared that while she doesn't see anything here and doesn't feel watch um, so the dining room and the living room 
has made her the most uncomfortable? Well, so the dining room and the living room, she like, she'll like, and I, I feel this too. Um, I just always attributed it to like the windows. Um, like we feel watched when we pass by, but we don't feel like there's anything like in there. Whereas like that room in particular has always just made her like really uncomfortable. The dining room and the living room, is that off of the room you just described? Is it coming off of that room? The living room comes off of that room, but the dining room... Wait, but before you answer, sorry to interrupt, but the dining room, is the dining room there, and then off the dining room is the kitchen, and then are there, like, sliding glass doors or windows in front of that dining room area? So the sliding glass doors are in, like, the kitchen. Okay, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's all about the land, nothing to do with the house. It's all about the land, and I feel like that area... There was just... um, Things set up. You know, more like... Things went down, things got disposed of. It just all is bad. Yeah, I just saw like a flash. It's a... It's, it's the women. And being here feels like being just too close to the heartbeat of the earth. So what do you mean by that? So in terms of like... Like I... I feel like I'm closer to the core of something than I should be. Because you are. That's why I'm trying to yeah. say. I think things... More than what youth asked me earlier about being buried, it would be that area. That's why I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Um, And then you said you never were a crystal person. Aha! Aha! You had to get a crystal. You were forced to get... Not in the way we we want. It was like... It was like an impulse purchase like two months ago. And then it just happened to show up like right after I noticed how bad it was. Mm -hmm. ridiculous absurd yeah well i would very much appreciate whoever guided me to get that but i would say get crystals and put them all around those kind of areas and um well i'm going to tell you some other things so hold on let me get to this what's the deal with the space okay and then you said bonus um, you, this, your sister saw the hat man, right? Well, she was fully lucid in our basement. Yeah. Okay. Was it black hat man? Is that what she's talking about? Like a black hat, black mm-hmm. hat type yeah. of shadow figure? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And she was fully lucid, but she felt like it was trying to take her breath away. Okay. So the hat man is the only good thing. Those okay. are protectors. Oh, really? Yeah. The okay. hat man is positive. That's why I wanted I was glad that we could end this. I always I always saw him as like kind of neutral. It's cool that he's like like a protector. They're like you're kind of right in a way they are. Protectors aren't like assigned to you, but they're kind of like standing guard and going like, "Listen, you have like, you know, to your sister, you have these abilities. You you're seeing things and they know it. Um we want to try and teach you and help you." And you know how you said she said her breath got taken away, kind of felt like that. They're trying to teach her, like, how to walk between the worlds, how to see things, 
how to be protected there without trying to harm her. That was exactly my sense about that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we like the hat men. Everyone's always afraid of black hat guys. They always call them the black hat shadow guys, but they're actually protectors. I've seen them numerous times and I've seen them outside my body a few times. And they're like, they kind of outside my body look just like what people think. Describe like a long black coat with a, like a black hat. It's almost kind of like what people think um, men in black are like, you know. Okay, so you're saying that wrapping up, you kind of feel like you saw Faye, right? Or aliens yeah. or extraterrestrials. There's so um, many stories. <laughs> what'd you say? There's so many stories. Well, we're going to have to have you back, obviously. You're going to have to send those in <laughs> as, as, as people are sitting at home going. I are probably turning their lights on. As I, I'm probably seeing people nodding, saging, freaking out for you. Um, and you said you saw, um, so you saw like, what did you see with that, with the Fae and, and the wood spirits? Okay, so with the, what I think is like a, might have been like a Fae-like creature. Um, so when... I, I didn't remember having an imaginary friend as a kid, but mm -hmm. I asked my mom about it recently and she said that I did have one, but she couldn't remember anything about it. So I asked my sister because apparently she remembers everything. And she was like, I mean, I'm pretty sure it wasn't human. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, I think he, he was like some sort of animal, like, like woolly mammoth is the one coming to mind. And I was like, that's so strange. Cause I know that it was definitely small. Um, and I, one of the reasons that, you know, I had thought to ask was because one night recently, uh, just like a couple weeks ago, uh, in the middle of the night, it was probably about 3 a.m., I woke up to the sound of, like, what sounded like little feet, like, like dancing around, like, slightly above me. Mm -hmm. It was just a little, like, pitter-patter sound. And I was, like, I was, like, kind of annoyed because so I was like, I was sleeping. <laughs> like, right. Why, why are you waking me up? Listen, fey people. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, for like a split second, about like um like a month or two ago, I, I could have sworn that I had seen this little like, like about like a foot tall, not quite the like size and shape of like a cat. It was like, like the back half of a cat, just like, like scrambling like across the like entryway of my parents room and it's like we don't we there are no animals in the house like if there was a raccoon it would have made more noise like everything would be a mess like it was not a physical creature but it looked like a physical creature um i just i only saw it for like a couple seconds and i i'm wondering if like that was that sort of thing at least was like what my imaginary friend as a kid like was that's mm. what I'm suspecting. I don't. I feel like your imaginary friend might have been an actual person, spirit. But this, what you're describing, is not very fae-like. It's very gremlinly, trickstery-like. Yeah, I. Sorry, I meant fae in the sense of like, 
like the trickstery kind of thing. Okay, the Correct. yeah, I, I feel like you're right. I feel like I I I think the thing that's interesting because I guess I'm going on all the you know the things that you're referring to that you obviously live somewhere in the woods. There's woods around you, and those type of energies, um, you know, like the wood type of creatures. Um, it's not that they can all be negative, but there are, they are, I, I always just kind of get it like they're protective of the land and they're kind of messing with you or they want to play with you, but it's always kind of a little, like you're saying, like a little bit like, you know, you're scurrying about, you're not being kind of on the up and up. It's not bad. It just could be not, it could be a little alarming. So that we'll have to look at that. That's interesting. That's very different than the humans oh, yeah. that we're seeing. Yeah. So we'll like we'll we'll um we'll kind of give everybody a little break. <laughs> I kind of oops, I didn't mean to do this. Sorry. <laughs> it went too um too loud. But um you can kind of like give a little bit. What's <laughs> what's a little just a little pixie kind of energy, because I I already know, I already know how people get um, a little bit overwhelmed with this. This was a heavy one. This was a Sorry. lot. No, this wasn't. You don't have to apologize. I I I actually feel. Um, wait, hold on. I actually feel that people should know that it, you know real stuff happens. You know what I mean? That this is like real people, real things have happened to people and we have to respect that. And also when you have a gift and your gift starts like shooting off all cylinders, it's not always fun. It's a a little bit of a blessing and a curse. I mean, it fully is. I can tell you that's how I see it. And for your sister, having these things happen, it may seem like, wow, she's, you know, able to see these things, but she's obviously not, it's not pleasant all the time. No. So it's and, good for people to hear that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things that, because she sees so clearly things that have the intention of just like messing with her are mm-hmm. very drawn to her. Right. Which So, so she, so I would say to her, learn how to protect, learn how to put boundaries. I have lots of stuff out there on that. Um, and one thing she does have to accept, she has the ability because you can't really protect and put boundaries if you don't accept you have this ability. Yeah, and I think I think she's working on it a little bit. Yeah, so. it's not, there's no pressure. It's just letting her, I'm letting her know that the protection and the boundaries won't work if she denies it. Because when you're denying it, it's like the people are like, oh, she she doesn't even believe we're real anyway. So boom. You see what I mean? She's not really believing in this anyway, so we'll just keep messing with her. And so when she accepts it, then she'll learn. But I definitely, definitely feel this was um, 100% um, not good and the 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 hat man even though it can be alarming what they're trying to do the reason why they were taking i felt like it took her breath away is because they're literally trying to pull her spirit out or 
it's not pull her spirit out. They're trying to wake her up and kind of get her conscious of this world so they can help her. It's just not always very pleasant and can be alarming. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you, you know, you got to accept your things too, you know? <laughs> yeah, once I once I figure out what they are. Well, I guess, yeah. Well, obviously you could see, but I, I definitely I called in those energies. What I want you to do is to cleanse each and each corner. Your sister should be cleansing at least weekly. As she goes to sleep, she says, I'm putting, you know, this is a place of light. This is a place of good attention. All those get out. And she should do that every night um, before she goes to sleep. And even when she's waking up and walking around the same for you, if you have these kind of abilities, you have to be diligent about consciously putting a protective shield. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. You got it? I think so. Okay, and you have all the things to, to kind of cleanse the space? I should. I, I might need to pick up a few more things, but I, just, mm-hmm. I can do that tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> so tonight, because um, you're after this recording, I want you to kind of do some kind of cleanse and some kind of shutdown and make sure you tell her, Um, to say what I said at night and be very firm and to call in to protect her, whoever she believes in. And she should do that. That should be kind of a weekly thing until, you know, she figures out what she wants to do with this. Yeah, I'll definitely let her know. Okay. And you too. Yes. And you're on my Patreon. So you have all the things to watch and information, all the things. Thank you so much for coming on. I know this was hard and I'll, I'll probably talk about a little bit more in depth, you know, to the, to everyone else, not with you. And I kind of did that on purpose because I just don't want to pull you into the energy too much. It's just my protective way, but you'll hear me say some other things about it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Well, uh, (laughs) I warned you. That was a heavy one. That was filled with a lot of paranormal, a lot of magical, a lot of gifts. And, you know, what I told to Katie is that it's very, very typical that when you have an ability like that, that you run from it. I know I did for a lot of years. So, you know, her sister not being sure about not only her abilities and her not even wanting to come on the podcast, which is completely understandable, but even just on her own, just not being sure about what's going on with her and having a hard time is understandable because that was a very dark one. So I really wanted to warn people that this was going to be a little darker than usual and it does happen. And I didn't want to tap into those particular people at all. Like meaning there's a difference between me seeing them and getting a bird's eye view of them versus to let me like jump in feel what you feel. So normally when I'm doing medium readings and I'm speaking to someone for you, I will jump into 
that energy field of that person and see. That's the best way. I, used to, I usually say I jump into their skin and see it through their eyes, but I always, I'm wondering if energy field sounds less uh, creepy or something, but usually that's what I'm doing. And I did not want to get into their energy. I did not want to see things according to their eyes. What I saw was already dark and hard enough. And I, um, it happens. And this isn't all butterflies and rainbows. It's not all, you know, grandmas and grandpas talking. And even though it's actually predominantly that, I will say, it isn't always that. So um, that was a doozy and, you know, kind of, I loved her writing, right? I mean, can we all agree that those skills, you know, the heartbeat in the floor, I mean, she's describing very much like, that that is a thing. What she's talking about is that there's a frequency that seems a little more potent in a certain area. Is it because somebody, is there hot spots that people think that, you know, when it comes to spirits, are there spots that are, are hotter than others? Or is it really that energy wanting you to pay attention to that spot? It's more the latter. So if there is something underneath the house or around the house or in that, in that forest and in that area, um, they're maybe trying to guide you to it. So yeah, I, I am very interested in the update. She said she's working on an update. Um, because, you know, I spoke to her a little bit afterwards and thanked her. Obviously, that was an interesting one. So we shall see. On those type of ones, I will still tell someone what I see. But obviously, I love if you're able to provide any kind of confirmation and validation. But this goes to show you that it is important to accept your abilities and the gifts that you have before you kind of, you know, um, uh, you know, even just des decide to kind of hone it. I mean, obviously you have to accept it in order to hone it. And, you know, the sleepwalking thing was not cool. It is not cool for energies to kind of use you in that kind of way without your permission. It happens, um, especially happens to very gifted and um, the channels pretty sharp and high. And that's what I would say if you're listening, Katie's sister, you have an ability. If you ever want to hone it, you know where I am. You can join any of these classes I'm teaching. You can get a reading and I can help you understand it. But this is why I do this podcast. This is, podcast. This is why I post stuff. This is why I have a book. I put. I do all these things because I'm trying to help people who were like me. Just the other day, um, just I spoke to an old friend who um, was the mother of an old boyfriend that when I started this pass, a pass path, she's for, she is from the past. Uh, when I started this path, she was the first person I ever met who talked about psychics and mediums and she had gone to them and she had um, her own personal loss that I won't um, divulge because for her own privacy, but I was able to read for her and I practiced on her and I thanked her because she was a light in the storm for me. I had all this stuff happening to me and I had nobody to talk to, nobody who who was open to it. And this was early 90s and people were very different then. And I thanked her for that. And I thanked her for being that person. And she said, I didn't really look at it like you were practicing on me. I felt 
fortunate you were giving me information that in the end turned out to be true. Some of the things she did not know about this person and their passing, and I was able to see it. And then later she got validated all the things I told her. And that's why I know, and she's, she's the OG going back to my origin story of this is how I learned to do this. So I felt okay telling Katie what I saw because if she says, oh, there's nothing, there's nothing, I'm okay with it as well. But I was going to honor. And if you notice, it did resonate to her. Okay. So let's get to our next one. It's a little lighter. <laughs> still, still like, still kind of, um, kind of in the same vein. And you'll see that I realized that I don't do this on purpose. I don't, that I will get some emails in that kind of have the same tone. Sometimes I have enough of them at once to kind of, you know, do a little mix and match and everything and go, this one will go with this one. But a lot of times they just fall in line. Like I wanted to mention last week's podcast with Sean and his, um, you know, what happened in, you know, he lives in New Orleans and he's on a plantation. That was right the day after June um, Juneteenth. And I did not plan that, but I thought it was a great honor to that. And so that just shows you that that's why there's parts of this I plan and I, you know, I have written out and things, meaning as, as a, like a format to follow and to kind of keep myself on track. But there is a huge, huge, I would say 90% of it is organically intuitive and I let myself get guided. And with this, um, I was deciding between doing a reader's room or doing, you know, a podcast and it just so um, doing a, a regular podcast, I should say, episode. And it just so happened that they emailed at the same time. And I was like, you know, I'll do this. And they just, I didn't really think about it. I just already knew I was recording them both because I just kind of briefed through your emails and then in real time, I dive in. And then in real time, I realized they are both very similar. And you're going to hear right now how, because this one is a little bit um, about channeling as well, or being used in a way that you weren't planning by that realm. Hi, Adela. Please only refer to me as Fawn if you tell this story. I have two different stories. Well, I have many stories about spooky occurrences, but these are just the two I'd love to share and get your thoughts about. I will share them in separate emails as to not write a novel. The first one is about six years ago. I was doing my sister's hair for her wedding. She got married in her early 40s to a man I not in her early 40s, not the early 40s. Sorry, Fawn. <laughs> um, her sister was in the early 40s to a man I did not know well because they lived in another state. We were alone in her hotel room doing her hair and she mentioned that they were going to have some photos at the ceremony for a few people who had passed, one of which was her soon-to-be husband's son. I told her I didn't realize he had a son who had passed and she told me about him. He passed in his late teens. The conversation moved on as we rushed to get her ready and get going to the ceremony. The night went on and I forgot about the conversation completely. Because we were staying at the hotel she got married in, my husband had quite a bit to drink at the reception. As the night ended, we headed to our hotel room. Hotel room. I was sober and he was pretty out of it. We turned off the lights and got into the bed. At some point, 
I felt super cold. I got out of bed and my husband mumbled, Hey, he's sitting there. I froze and felt so creeped out. I said, What? And he mumbled again. He was sitting there. John Aaron was sitting there and you took his spot. He was sitting there. John Aaron was sitting there and you took his spot. And then he mumbled a few other things that made no sense, turned over and promptly started snoring. I couldn't remember my my new brother-in-law's son's name, only that it was two names, which is uncommon. I also realized I never saw a photo honoring him anywhere at the wedding. So I was kind of freaking out inside, but said out loud to the spirit, okay, I think you may just want them to know you're here and that you were at their wedding, but I'm scared, so don't do anything else to scare me. I finally fell asleep And the next morning when I was getting ready and my husband woke up and I said, Hey, do you know who John Aaron is? Does that name mean anything to you? He was very confused and said, No. He had no idea about any dead son and didn't remember anything from what he said in bed the night before. We met up with my family to eat and say goodbye. And I asked my sister what her husband's son's name was. John, she said. I said, does he have a second name? To which she replied, yes, John Aaron. Mm. I had goosebumps and decided to tell her what had happened. She freaked out and called over her husband and told me to tell him. I barely knew him and I didn't want to upset him, but told him anyway. He started crying and hugging me and thanking me. I felt so strange because I still couldn't wrap my head around it. To this day, my husband doesn't remember any of it. He never heard about the son or saw any of the picture of him displayed. I still can't imagine it was some crazy coincidence that my husband and the name or that I got out of bed because I started to feel so cold. My sister also confirmed a few things about the other random stuff my husband mumbled before passing out. But But did my husband really drunkenly hear the dead? Was I meant to pass on some message at least that he was there that day? Thanks, Adela. I love your podcast, Fawn, She, Her. Woo! Wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) there are so many good things that I love. I just love about this because it's just so much paranormal, um, not to mention so much um magical and unusual paranormal channeling and that was what i was trying to say they had in common is the channeling um they both channeled on both of these both of these stories was not on purpose and that's you know i know that kind of scares people I know people kind of get, you know, worried about that, but I have a lot to say about it. So I, instead of me just saying it right here, of course, we want to go and hear what I had to say to Fawn. Hi. Okay, everybody. So you heard me read Fawn's email. 
I really like this email because this isn't like uh, our usual mystery cases. It's more like explanation and maybe confirmation. So we have her here. Hello, Fawn. Hello, Adela. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for thanks for coming on and thanks for sending in this awesome email. Um, I'm going to go over some questions. I like to kind of break down the email a little bit so we're clear about everything before I dive in. And especially in your case, you got kind of already got like a confirmation instantaneously after this incident happened. So it's a little different, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But I have some questions. Okay. So um, you said so this happened six years ago and um, she got married in her early forties and you were doing her hair. So you were by yourself during your hair, were you giving me that little detail to kind of make it really clear that it was nobody else that could have been, and just for everybody at home to realize nobody else could have been, you know, feeding. Yes. Nobody else was around. Just us two in the, uh, in the bathroom of her hotel room doing her hair. And that probably did it make you feel more as meaning like you told me this because you're making it very clear. Like nobody was feeding me information. It was just me and her. And these are the only things she said to me, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Okay. I just want to be clear. I yeah. like to do, I like to do this and be clear because, um, you know, in case people go, oh, it could have been this, it could have been that. I, I try to cover as many of those things as possible. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and then um, you found out that her soon-to-be husband had a child who died in his teens, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And that's all you knew. Just that. Yeah, that's all I knew. I didn't even know he had kids. I was it was all a surprise. And if I get like a confirmation from the um from this kid, do you think you'll be able to know thing anything I'm telling you? You don't have to tell me, don't tell me what it is, but just just wondering if I should even go there if it will You know, I I know very little, but a few things. Um, okay. okay, don't say, so don't, you don't say it. I, okay, we'll try. I won't tell you. <laughs> Let's, we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. So then you and your husband, you know, went back to the hotel room because you're having the wedding there. So, you know, we're having a little party time, right? He's yeah, getting, well, we, yeah. we were staying in the, we had already partied at the reception. Well, I didn't drink. Um, yeah. And yeah. So then at the end of the night, you know, we kind of, it's nice when the wedding is in the actual hotel because you don't have to drive. You can just kind of stumble to your room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm picturing. That's what I'm saying. So like it was a little yeah. party time and then he goes back, he goes to sleep, he gets to snoring, right? And he wasn't snoring. No. He was like, he was like almost, he was pretty gone. Like he was not having he was like mumbly but like i would say like his eyes were probably closed but he was technically awake <laughs> but okay yeah okay yeah that's fine okay so mm -hmm. he's like mumbling he's kind of like not there and he tells you stuff and then you finally fell asleep you get up the next day you go to your sister you told your sister what happened 
Mm-hmm. And then you tell, and then she's like, oh my God, tell him. Okay, so we got it. So we got all yeah. the things and we're going to get into it now. So you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. All right, so my feeling is, first of all, this is absolutely how this works um, a lot of the time. So just to explain, and um, even if your husband has never had anything like this happen to him before, or um, this is not like a reoccurrence type of thing, or has had it happen since, if you are kind of like in this dream wake state and you're kind of open, um, it's really easy to pick up for that world to kind of slip in. You know what I mean? Because his, mm-hmm. his mind isn't fighting it as much. So he's kind of really out. And so he can't like be aware of what's happening, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's, it's kind of why a lot of times these things will happen if people take psychedelics, if they take um, marijuana, drinking it really actually tends to ground people who do what I, you know, do this like more often like me, you know, who kind of do this a little bit more, you know, more often. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Apologize, everybody. (laughs) Just shocked everybody. But I'm going to leave that in. I'm not editing it out because it was just too, it was just too fitting. I tried to be like, turn it up. It's just, it's not an exact science everybody. <laughs> it was hilarious. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, this is definitely something that can happen. So to, I'm just going to jump down to the question you had at the end, which is, could, th- could have this happened to your husband? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. It's very common. Um, and people like me, you know, who do this full time, I usually drink for the opposite reasons if I want to ground, meaning like if I have a drink, it's usually to kind of ground myself. However, if I'm sleepy and when I'm sleepy, it happens all the time that I'm just talking to people oh. all the time. Like my family hates it because I do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like kind of sleepy, falling asleep. I did it the other night and I was like, talking about target or someone going to target or i'll just have these full-on conversations (laughs) and my son's like what are you talking about yeah wake up so yeah this absolutely is a hundred percent feasible that this can happen but you see how it gets loud this is why i was trying yeah (laughs) all right there we go turn it down a little bit um so yeah this definitely happened to him so let's just get that out of the way okay wow yeah it definitely happened to him. It's very classic if we were to have like check marks of like how you can quote channel somebody who you didn't even think you could channel. Um, the spirit world is like trying to slip in. And immediately my sense is this, this like awesome kiddo is like, this is my chance, right? My, yeah. Because this was his dad <laughs> is getting married. And this is a big day and I'm sure it was very, very like a hole in his heart for his father. And then his son took took advantage (laughs) (laughs) of your husband (laughs) and was like, well, it's now or never. And that's just kind of, and then, but on a serious note, his son absolutely also just knew 
already that you were open to this, that you wouldn't just brush it off or ignore it or just go, Hey, you're having a crazy dream. You know, what, what sure. the hell is wrong with you? So you were really the target. Yeah. I, you know, I felt like in my head almost immediately, I was like, Oh, if this was going to happen to anyone in my family, it would be me because I'm mm -hmm. really open to that stuff. I mean, it scared the crap out of me, but I also, you know, took a deep breath and was like, okay, this is not somebody who's like trying to hurt me. Right. You know, so no, 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 no. When I see him, I see him just like so excited that he has this opportunity and it really, it was about you. So kind of imagine your husband being like, he's not going to like this, but being kind of used like, um, a trend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that called when you have those dolls on your lap and you make them talk? Oh, yes. A ventriloquist. I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of what he was doing. You know, there's a very famous medium, which is you know he was a medium, but a very famous medium called um, Edward Casey, and he was um, known for being the sleeping prophet. So he would go to sleep and he would let things come through to him in his sleep. Maybe wow. I, I also read, I don't know if it's true because now he's, people have kind of turned him into kind of like worshiping him and stuff. But, um, but now he's, um, you know, um, kind of revered and everything, which I think is weird. But back in the day, I remember hearing that he just kind of wasn't very, excited about this gift and so he would drink and then when he would drink he would just kind of fall asleep and be talked through see oh wow sound familiar wow yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so he had a gift and he just didn't really want to do it awake so um but I think what happened is I think this spirit um knew to talk through your husband and then knew you would um Cause there's no time and space there. So they can know they can kind of jump ahead and see, okay, what will happen if I do this with their husband? Will she pick up on what I'm laying down? And you, and, and he took a look and said, she will, she's got, she's, you know, got her antennas up too. So now or never let me do it. And hopefully <laughs> if it goes the way I saw it would go, she'll go tell her sister and my dad will find out. You see, it's kind wow, of really, yeah. really, kind of romantic like I kind of feel like I feel like I want like romantic music however yeah. it is a little spooky for you guys <laughs> yeah well you know the thing is that my husband remembers none of it to this day and and when I tell the story to to friends or something you know he's a little he doesn't care he, but it's a little like yeah yeah like you, yeah, he's well, like yeah he's, yeah sure sure you know kind of honestly he he gets embarrassed that he's like you emphasize that i was drunk and i'm like well because i'm trying to make the point that you were really out of it like <laughs> it's not because i'm like oh you're a lush i'm like we were at a wedding you know but um it's just that he doesn't <gasps> oh, remember hilarious. any of yeah it. yeah he really he yeah. hates that part but he hates I'm that like, part you, we were at a wedding you were, you were at a time. wedding you were having a good yeah. time and I think it's important <laughs> for people to know that like he would have never probably allowed something like that to come through to him if he wasn't and that's what I'm trying to say is that maybe you can tell him say hey there's like a famous famous you know 
medium that started off that way because he didn't really he was kind of um i guess kind of skeptical and kind of you know not really sure about it all so it was easier for him to do it in that in that way so he was so it was really getting to you and you being able to tell your sister and then tell and so you did a really beautiful thing for everybody actually so I just want to kind of tell you that, that like you did like an amazing thing for them. Um, I'm glad it doesn't, it's hard to tell, you know, I, I, I met her soon to be husband only a few times and I, it's hard to tell somebody, Hey, my drunk husband may have channeled your dead son last night. You know, it's like, but I, I also was like, I, I mean, I told her first and then she was like, was maybe like 30 feet away we were outside we just finished eating and she was like frantically flagging him like come here come here come here and i'm thinking oh god don't make me do this i don't know how he's gonna react is it gonna is he gonna think i'm crazy is he gonna what's he what's somebody gonna think but Mm -hmm. he cried and hugged me and yeah and then i felt i felt like okay i did Mm -hmm. it Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. See, a lot of people don't do that. And so that's why I think it was really awesome that you allowed yourself to take that risk. So that's just everybody listening at home. I think it's a little, I just want to emphasize that what you did, I always tell people you need to get permission, meaning like the person who you're telling needs to give you permission to tell them. And so you did all those things. First of all, you already knew because your sister told you about it. So you were kind of already knowing that this was a, a sore spot, something painful. Second of all, you did kind of ask her, right? And then you kind of yeah. really asked him. You don't just walk up and tap him <laughs> while he's drinking his champagne and go, guess what? You know what I mean? That's what I just want yeah. people to remember. Yeah. So I just want to say, I just, so I want to tap into his son and the first thing that comes to me is like I saw a bunch of cells. It was kind of not a pleasant vision <laughs> um, separating. And I feel like he's trying to show me something went wrong in his blood or something. Um, like it's almost like when you see a disease forming, you know. Yeah. And, um, and he's saying that he was very desperate to speak to his father. He was very happy for his father. But he knew and could hear his dad's heartbreak um, for him not being there. And and this is kind of like, this is kind of where I want to kind of like switch over to this kind of more energy. Because he, he definitely like knew his heartbreak and he knew what he was going through. And he felt like he was um, finally being able to talk to his, his dad for the first time in a long time. So... His, like, the way he passed was so trying on everyone Mm -hmm. that he felt this was joy. So, um, yeah, I I feel like the way he passed was extremely painful um, because he's saying that he went from a very young, vibrant person to just kind of withering away. Do you know anything about how he passed? So something I do know, uh, I think to some degree, but what's interesting, and this will answer that and also with uh, another thing that Alberto, my husband, said to me that night 
you know, I, I, he was like, oh, John Aaron, whatever, he's sitting there. And I was like, what? Um, and then he was mumbling and he said, yeah, he said he was a champion. He was a champion mm. and he was mumbling. And I was like, what? And so, and then he said something about a forklift and then he rolled over and snorted. And I was like, that is all nonsense. But what's interesting is that I asked my sister later if she under, if that, any of that made sense to her. And the champion thing was that he was a bull rider and he mm. and he won a lot of awards as a bull rider mm. and she said that he actually i think i think he might have had like some trauma to his head and then later died um but he was very vibrant and lively um and if i'm remembering correctly it was that and then the other thing with a forklift i think had something to do with his childhood and and his dad later um mm, but okay. so i think yeah he was kind of very charismatic and um, but he did have a big gap in talking to his dad, um, which is interesting that you were saying that he uh, that he felt like he was reconnecting with him because there was some gap between them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I, f- then- I feel like what the may- maybe the blood thing I'm seeing, maybe he had a concussion on his brain. Maybe that the cells I saw dividing that looked really kind of icky was like a bunch Mm -hmm. of cells like remind me of like a bunch of bubbles going together I hate that kind of thing maybe he's trying to show me like trauma to his brain but he does say like he does say that something went wrong with his blood too like everything just started to kind of deteriorate so he was just this very vibrant you know full of life person and kind of it's like someone who just kind of grows old quick at a young age but for him that night and what you did was everything because it just made him connect with his father and let his father know that there was no anger there was no upsetness like that's what he really he really wanted his father to know he loved him you know Mm -hmm. their their divide had more to do with um or them not talking just had more to do with like it's almost like silly i guess or like or miscommunication someone in between them Mm -hmm. another person person yeah it got in the middle of them and that was so heartbreaking for his dad was that it was all kind of lies like somebody told the son lies to make him think his dad didn't care but really his dad was like I love you more than anything kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he just, he, that was really what happened. And it's definitely just absolutely. And the part where you were talking about, you were saying that you got cold and everything. Is that what you were saying? Like, did you feel cold when all this was happening? Were you saying? I, got re- I was in bed and you know, hotel rooms are super dark, like the blackout yeah. curtains. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Alberto was already asleep. I thought he had passed out. And so I was like, man, I am freezing. And so I, my suitcase was kind of to the, to the left of me. And so I was rummaging through in the dark, pitch black. And I got my sweater and put it on. And when I sat back down on the bed, that's when Alberto was like, hey, he was sitting there. And, you know, that all started. And I was like, what? But it was very cold all of a sudden, <laughs> that, which is what prompted me to get up. Mm, okay yeah so the see this is what's kind of interesting because usually when spirits you know are just kind of talking to people you don't feel that cold 
but that cold can happen. How do I explain it? They kind of like zap the energy out of the room. So if it was taking a lot of energy to get your husband to hear him because it's not something he normally does, like someone who's gifted in that kind of way, they don't have to work so hard with their energy. But if they're not, then they kind of have to run a lot of energy on a lot of energy. So they're pulling from the room. So that's just what I see. It's not there's different elements. Sometimes a spirit can make the room feel cold if they're like um, trying to make you uncomfortable. It's just, and they're zapping all the energy on the room on purpose to make you feel weird. But my sense is that he was working kind of really hard to get your husband to hear him. Like he had a very little time. He knew he had a short window to get it done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So you feeling the cold is right. So that's why like, electronics get affected or utility boxes get affected um computers tvs phones because they're they're they can manipulate but they can also utilize any energy source that's around and kind of feel like you and your husband and whatever energy was in the air was all they all he had so it totally makes sense 100 percent. and you were sitting there pretty much probably in the spot he was seeing this, this, this person. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All that's done on purpose. Just kind of imagine if you can see how things are going to play out in the future. And you're like, if I do this and I do that, this will work on these guys. So if I do those things so I can get their attention and that's what I feel like it was very, very harmless. It was very much more loving than it was, um, it's just kind of like a long last son trying to reconnect with his father. Yeah, I definitely didn't feel it was startling. And I think partially mm-hmm. because it was pitch black in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I definitely wasn't scared because it wasn't like some, I mean, granted, I never met this kid, but I I heard heard that name just that day you know <laughs> and yeah. so I, I immediately was like oh it's him uh which which then I said out loud you know that's why I said hey I think you just want me to know you're here so that they know you're here wait did and you but all. in the email you said you didn't hear the name until after right until you confirmed with your no, sister that I my sister had mentioned his name in the morning but I didn't remember mm. it because it, the conversation with my sister in the morning actually didn't have it wasn't like a it didn't actually have a lot to do with the kid it okay. was almost in passing and so mm-hmm. we moved on to the conversation quickly and we were stressed because we had to get her out there and it was right thing. But, so I couldn't remember the only thing that stuck in my head was that it was two names and that felt rare that somebody goes by two names you know mm-hmm. and right. so when my, when my husband said that my first thought was, oh, that's two names. That's a boy. I feel like maybe it's that. That's why in the morning I said, hey, what is his name? Okay. Because you didn't remember. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I didn't remember Perfect. it. Mm-hmm. Is she still married to him? He actually passed away in uh, 2021. Oh, wow. See, I had a feeling. That's you know interesting. What? Yeah. I've, I've done multiple... Um, 
medium galleries with you and and you've I've actually had you connect me with him oh wow yeah. full circle yeah. okay I know. I yeah know. well oh, I just kind of get like I call them inside goosebumps where this is even more special because he was able to connect with his father and give him that and now they're able to communicate in person so to speak i love that yeah so oh wow okay yeah that's really that's really beautiful i mean it's it's sad but i think the beautiful part was seeing how his son did all the things that he could do and people need to know that people will do that i've had people they'll do all the things you need to do they'll they need to do to get to you and even how sometimes people find me i've had i had one lady said you know one time her phone kept dialing me um, oh and she's gosh. like, I don't really understand it. I'm pushing like one, which is my husband's, you know, name. Like she had it back then when you could, you would oh number people. Name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old school. That's how long I've been reading. Um, and then I've had people say, I don't know. I was sitting in a restaurant, overheard someone talking about you next to me. And I asked for your number yeah and then I've had people like one lady the card she had one of my cards and it kept dropping out of her purse over and over so they'll do things so I feel like that's what he did he did anything he could to get you he knew you were his ticket to to hear him um it's like I don't know why but I kind of feel like he's talking about trains and stuff but anyway um so he he kind of wanted to do it as quickly as possible and now he's able to reconnect with his father I don't know it just feels very healing I love that yeah I mean that is of course you know I knew nothing about him and only learned of him that day I also just should mention just not that it really makes things that it matters the day but they did get married on Halloween which was like an extra element of oh yeah um, (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) but it was uh, magical yeah it was, well, it was I was like oh my gosh come on well the thing <laughs> about Halloween is that the, everybody who you know at least in a lot of cultures who believe that the it's funny because today I pulled out my sugar skull I was filming for my patreon I filled out my sugar skull and I was like this is really not that time of year but I don't care um, but <laughs> yeah. Halloween is really a time where everybody's paying attention to the dead and they're everyone's list, you know, wanting to connect with it. So it just kind of amps the energy even more, if that makes sense. Like it just gets them like, okay, everybody's talking to us. Everybody's listening to us. So maybe that's why I keep hearing like, this was my ticket. This was my time. You know, this is, this is my, this is, I needed to jump on this (laughs) wave as soon as all the elements were lining up perfect for him and for, for you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank Thanks you. for for coming on. Um, I think we just have like um, um, a confirmation here. Maybe you'll find out some of the other things I told you, and you can email and update us or something like that. <laughs> that would sure. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll find out what I can. Thank you so much. It's you know, like I said, it's it's it was like confirmed, but then also in my head, I'm like what did that really happen (laughs) yes that's always the case and when you're not sure what do you do 
You email me at the house. Exactly. Exactly. I go on my podcast, (laughs) but I totally understand. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. That was so lovely. Okay. So both of these stories, as you can see, are people who did not want to participate in the communication. Now, I want to be clear to let you know that this isn't mediation meets what I call mediumship, which is aka mediation. This isn't because mediumship is when you are communicating the dead to the living, where you are awake and aware and you're like, hey, what do you want to know? What do you want me to say? And then you're clarifying, you know, giving a clear voice for the dead to the living. This is more channeling and this is more true channeling. Even, um, you know, the first email where she's just, you know, getting led by a hypnosis state. And with him, this is him just not meaning to. And there, Edward Casey, as I said, was a, is a, was a famous medium who did this in his sleep all the time. I shared how I have had this happen to me several times. It happens and it's because the mind's just not kind of arguing anything. You're just kind of letting go and being free. It's the same reason why people, some people do plant medicine and do journeys with proper supervision, I hope, um, because it allows you to kind of step into that world and go in between the worlds and communicate. Now, this wasn't something he was meaning to do, but he absolutely, I know, was doing this to get to his wife because she was going to catch the clue. And that reminds me, most of the times when it's signs, when that world's trying to communicate, it's not obvious. The reason why it happens in these ways where you're like, well, why didn't the spirit just directly talk to her and just let her know what's up? And you know, all this kind of stuff. And people say, well, if it's real, then why don't they appear in front of people and everyone will know what's going on? Why is it always these hints and clues? Because you're afraid. Everybody's afraid of it. This is why. And we're not prepared for it. So she said to her husband, hey, I'm sitting here having tea with this person and they're telling me this. Her husband would promptly take her to the ER. That's what I'm trying to explain to people. If you're not grounded about it, and being aware of what you're doing, then that world, um, you know, our world, I should say, quickly decides there's something wrong with you. You're seeing things. So I just wanted to leave everybody with this as we head on out of this podcast episode. Um, and I, I really, really enjoyed and I hope you did as well. I, I just hope you understand that that's the thing. The magic's all around you. Those signs and communication. You can learn to do this fully lucid, fully capable, with permission, not someone invading your body. And it happens. It happens to me if I'm sleepy. It could happen to me if I'm, you know, having something to drink or having, you know, anything that loosens your inhibitions. It's totally normal. has nothing to do with with having a lovely time at a wedding that you're at a hotel at, staying at, walking to your room, why not enjoy yourself? But this is why if you're someone that has a little bit of um, high awareness and sensitivity, these things can happen to you or someone around you who may have it, who's like, hey, listen, we're just gonna kind of utilize you for a quick minute to get to her. 
that spirit just really, really needed to talk to his father. He really needed to connect to his father. I just find it beautiful. That's what I'm trying to see, get people to see. It's not spooky. There can be things that are really alarming and can just, wow, you know, what's happening and feel a little scary, but it's beautiful. This boy wanted to talk to his father. There was a rift between the two of them. Something happened, a miscommunication. There was some reason they couldn't talk to each other before and now he was in this other realm and he wanted his father to know he was there and happy for him. He could hear him. That is why I do this because I want you to know there's a world within the world. There is magic in this world. There are people and beings in this world that go beyond our usual sight. So remember, take a look around, listen, pay attention look for it. Don't look too hard. Don't look hard where you're reading too much into everything or trying to find it. Let the magic come to you, but you gotta meet it halfway. Follow yourself, follow no one, listen to your inner voice, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the House Medium Podcast, and thank you for those who joined me on my podcast and allowing me to also read your emails and having all of us, including the listeners, go down the rabbit hole with you. And speaking of which, don't forget to email me all your questions at thehousemedium at gmail. And you can also follow me on Instagram at The House Medium or Adele Levine. And if you're interested in my services, you can check out adelevine.com. And remember, those bumps in the night. Or if you need help on your housing needs, renting or buying, I can pop on by. But if you are experiencing bumps in the night or shadows in your room, it may not be just your imagination, so contact me, Adela, your house medium. <laughs>